0: Listening to Broncos this week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos, is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschemann.
1: It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16, Ryan Switzer and Craig Boschman the morning after a 4-3 overtime loss in Saskatoon. Bosh, uh, you were there and, uh, you know, I thought the team had a pretty solid effort against one of the top teams in Canada.
2: They did, yeah, and it's you no, know, not the first time we've seen that this year, which is, it's almost equal parts encouraging as it is frustrating because the team is so close to picking up wins against those top teams and just coming up an inch short and it was the same situation in Saskatoon last night with the blades tying it up uh, with a minute and a half to go and lengthy review uh, whether or not it was high sticked uh, it was tough to kind of tell the angles they had and um, there wasn't really a good ice-level view to show where the stick was at the time of the tip, so uh, pretty lengthy delay, and obviously the Broncos were thinking the whole time it was going to be waved off, but um, unfortunately weren't the benefit of that call. And then goes off to a shootout, and I mean, a shootout is is, is what it is, right? So um, a very close game and a good performance basically right from start to finish for the Broncos, which is a big step in the right direction, but just, uh, just coming up just barely short uh, at the end of the day.
1: It was great to see uh, a big effort last night from uh, a big player on this team. Uh, literally, and you know, with uh, with Cole Nagy, just uh, a few games back from injury, and I thought, uh, you know, two goals and uh, a big night in his hometown.
2: Yeah, and we're gonna hear from uh, Broncos assistant coach Matt Keeler and then he talks about how, I mean, you only have three 20-year-olds, so you need them all to be impact players, and and that's what uh, that's what Nagy was last night. Great shot to tie it up coming off the wing, and then parks himself at the at the back door and takes a cross crease pass to to score a power play goal, and and that power play goal ended a streak of 27 straight penalties that Saskatoon had killed off so um, great performance from him and uh, the Broncos are going to need to see more of that as the season goes on.
1: Yeah for sure and uh, coming up on the Broncos This Week podcast we'll have a chat with Matt Keeler he'll break things down from, from last night in that 4-3 shootout loss in Saskatoon and also our feature guest on Broncos This Week is going to be 17 year old goalie Reed Dick who had to be just tickled that he was part of the Central Scouting Preliminary Rankings.
2: Yeah he's he's a pretty humble guy I mean you'll you hear him say he doesn't, uh, doesn't try and th- think about it too much but um you know there was there was a lot of talk about him when he was drafted and the way he played at the u18 level following his draft year he was one of the top goalies in that league at uh, at 15 years old so um he was uh, simply outstanding in the hub last year in the games that he got into he stole a game against the saskatoon blades in that hub season and he's been great here so far this year it's 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 criminal he doesn't have a win this the, yet this year just based off the way he's playing but um he's a big time goaltender and uh, surely will uh improve even more as the year goes along and I can't wait to see uh, who picks them up in the NHL draft.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Reed Dick coming up later on, Matt Keeler in the more immediate future and uh, the Broncos set to begin a six-game homestand. Uh, the month of November is going to be uh, a fun one with games pretty much every Friday and Saturday night here at the Innovation Credit Union Iplex and coming up this Friday, tomorrow night, a, uh, a promotion that is like two years in the <laughs> making with the uh, junior jersey contest or the junior jersey game that's happening.
2: Yeah, Jay Van of uh, of Weimark uh, you know a year and a half ago more than that uh, designed a special jersey for the Broncos to wear and uh, was eventually chosen as the winner and the plan was to wear it to think in the second last home game of the season or maybe even the last home game of the season in 1920 and of course that was canceled so we had to push it all the way back and now finally uh, Jay gets a chance to see his uh, his jersey come to life and he was here at the rink uh, earlier this week we were able to give him the jersey and it was the first time he'd actually seen it in person so um, a very cool unique looking jersey um, they're going to be auctioned off in the lobby during the game too. So I know there's a lot of people who love to pick up Broncos memorabilia and game-worn stuff especially. So that's an opportunity to get a very unique and one-of-a-kind piece of Broncos memorabilia in the lobby during that game. And Tigers in town on Friday kicks off a six-game homestand, as you sh- as you said. Uh, should be a pretty cool game on Friday.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, with that jersey, f- first time the Broncos wearing a jersey designed by a middle school student. <laughs> it, it turned out very, very cool. There's the classic blue and green in there. Uh, a little bit of uh, Maple Leaf National Pride going there as well. So so check that out Friday night. And then Saturday, Lethbridge is in town. And the team's wearing their thirds for that one, eh?
2: Yeah, the players love those jerseys. <laughs> yeah, they love wearing those. They love getting photos of them wearing those jerseys. So that's uh, great to have uh, those jerseys back on. And, and Lethbridge here in town for the first time this year. Uh, Broncos play Lethbridge eight times this year. And I think this is the only one that happens before Christmas. So uh, it's going to be a while before the Hurricanes are back in town. And they're a different looking team than they were in years past. Obviously, they're without guys like Cousins and Kalen Addison now as those guys have moved on but um, they've gotten off to a, a relatively solid start this year so it should be a good matchup on Saturday.
1: It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. Coach's show segment with Matt Keeler in just a moment.
2: You're listening to Broncos
0: This Week presented by Original 16. The official beer of the
2: Swift-Current Broncos. It's the Broncos
1: This Week Coaches segment. Assistant coach Matt Keeler joins us. And uh, Matt, wow, quick turnaround on that one. Uh, Late night last night uh, here at the rink first thing in the morning on Thursday. Thanks so much for doing this. Uh, You know, you often talk about how every game is a learning experience. What was the lesson that you took from last night's 4-3 overtime loss in Saskatoon?
0: Uh, To be honest, like real close to a full 60-minute effort. So that was a big one for us is kind of start to finish sticking with the game plan and, mm-hmm. um, something that we really want to see, uh, you know, continue. So that, that was a big one guys, you know, walked out of the rink with their heads held high last night, I felt. And, um, you know, hopefully that, uh, they can understand when, when you play, um, you know, the way that, uh, that we've been practicing and you, you implement that in a game for 60 minutes, there's there's a good chance you're going to give yourself an opportunity to, uh, to get two points uh, at the end of it, so
2: yeah. Not the first time we've seen your team perform like that against a good team, Edmonton, Winnipeg, and now Saskatoon. So your team is right there on the cusp of picking up those victories, and there was certainly some frustration on the guys after the game. But as you mentioned, you hope that they're able to see the way that they're performing and just knowing that the wins are going to come.
0: Yep, I mean, you know, it's it is. It's really tough to stay positive when, um, you know, when the when the losses keep piling up. So it's you got to find, um, you know, little wins uh, here and there, and it's it's. it is. We talk lots about the process, but that's what it is. It's every you know. This morning, getting back here and just understanding that we're gonna work hard this morning. Um, no different than uh, you know. If we we won or lost last night, doesn't matter. We're showing up today. Everyone's on time. Um, you know, video, uh, the conditioning, um, our structure on the ice. Nothing, nothing changes. So we just continue to work hard and. And uh, and build that process, and and you know the, it's going to come. We feel like we're we're teetering on the verge of. Of uh, putting, you know, stringing some things together here for sure. So um, I think the guys the guys feel it as well and hopefully this six-game home stretch here will will uh, see, uh, see some wins.
1: Cole Nagy last night with a, a big two-goal game. It was his hometown. Uh, a big effort from the big man. It must be nice having him back in the lineup, you know, talk about what he brings to the table.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not often you have big bodies like his, especially as a, you know, a centerman too. So it adds a lot of depth for us uh, up front, especially in the top six. And um, you know, I felt last night, uh, and I even spoke about it last night, uh, his legs were under him. I felt, uh, you know, his first two games, even though he got, he, had, he scored as well there his first game back, um, especially as the game uh, continued, he got uh, got a little bit tired. And um, even when you're practicing, it's, it's tough to get in that game shape. So I felt yesterday was kind of the first, you know, 60 minutes where I felt he really, his skating was back and he was physical and, you know, he was engaged. And, I mean, that, that first goal he scored was was uh was quite a shot there too so he's a big part of what we're doing our 20 year olds need to be our our best players um every night and you know there's only three of them so they're you know they they play a big part in their integral and kind of everything that we do especially with the younger guys we are a young team so those older guys like they're they got to be consummate pros and and they are um you know they, they like nagy works unbelievably hard in practice and even though he's a quiet guy he's he's the one that brings it on the ice every practice he's he's engaged and he's asking questions and he's, um, he's always given 100% effort so it's nice to see it translate in a game and hopefully you can have a big year this year and stay healthy.
2: Mm-hmm. We uh, touched on this in the post-game show as well, another guy who had a great individual game was Josh Davies, opened up the scoring hit the post off a face-off win in that first period as well but it was the defensive plays that really stood out to me, a great back check to break up a two-on-one for a guy who is so offensively minded and has all the skills to be an offensive dynamic player, for him to show that defensive side of the game is a big step forward
0: Yeah, that's the next evolution in his game because uh, there is absolutely uh, he is—he's a threat offensively, and um, you know I—I I haven't seen a guy in his kind of shape and in a long time. Like his off-ice, um, you know, conditioning is is top-notch, and um, you know he, he is—he's an elite athlete, that's for sure. So um, you know, you saw that breakaway yesterday. He just. I don't think there's anyone you know in the Western Hockey League that can catch that guy when he when he really turns on the jets. So I was excited to see and and man, he can shoot the puck. But on the flip side, I mean, those I think there was two really big uh, plays that he he made. Uh, I think one in the first period, and one in the third period, where he beat uh, a guy back to the net and broke up uh, a two on one. So really good to see because that is the next evolution in his game. And If he can turn into a a complete two hundred foot player, um, that's going to help him, especially um, you know someone like him who's ranked in the draft and, um, you know, needs to be able to play on both sides of the puck uh, at the next level. So it's going to be really big for us too. And, um, you know, that was nice to see. So.
1: Over the last week, uh, special teams. There was the game against Regina, where it was uh, where it was a tough one with the man advantage. But uh, last night against one of the top teams in the nation, it must have done some uh, some good for the confidence to bury on the power play. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it was uh, another real you know really good passing play too there. So, um, but yeah, it was good. I mean, when you, whenever you play a team like that, we knew special teams was going to be um, you know I think they're first in the power play and second in the penalty kill, right? So we knew um, you know when, when those opportunities came. We wanted to we wanted to play five on five as much as possible, but uh, you know we felt uh, uh, we, we felt obviously we executed very well on on our opportunities. Unfortunately, when we get the the four on three power play in overtime, it's you know where we'd like to see a couple more looks and. Um, you know, it's uh, unfortunate there. We could have uh, hopefully ended the game right then and there on that opportunity. But, um, yeah, on the flip side, the, the special teams, the last uh, couple of games, even though the um, uh, I guess the points uh, in the end haven't been there, um, things are, you know, in, in all these different categories and, and things like that, things are starting to, to get a little bit better. So as, as we go on through here in our, our process and, you know, we haven't really changed anything from, from day one. We're just continuing to, to build – um, and, and get a little bit more detailed and all these things. And um, it's been a lot of games, uh, it feels too. So we haven't had a whole lot of, um, you know, time to really work on the fine details of, of uh, some of the technical side of the th- uh, thing. So hopefully this, uh, this home stand here, we have, uh, you know, three or four uh, practices during the week in a row, we can kind of key in on a lot of the, a lot of the details. So, Um, you know, that'll be nice and hopefully we can just continue uh, uh, getting better in all those areas.
2: You mentioned a six-game homestand starts uh, tomorrow night with Medicine Hat town. You've seen them three times already, but just to be at home for three weeks straight, Friday, Saturday for three three weeks in a row and not have to travel and all that kind of stuff, it's going to be nice, uh, a bit of a change of pace.
0: Yeah, and we're, you know, we're hoping to uh, put a good effort in front of the fans. You know, we felt we haven't given a, uh, a sixty-game sixty-minute effort here in, in in a little while, so I think the you know the the guys are also excited for that opportunity as well and um But uh, you know, again, like you know, it's it's just that comfortability. We're at home. We have, uh, like I said, a lot of practice time, uh, a lot of a lot of time uh, uh, to do some individual video with guys as well too, uh, leading up to this next couple of weeks. So another, I mean, every every stretch is important here. But uh, yeah, we want to put uh, we want to take our effort uh, last night in 60 minutes and just translate it right right back into this uh, uh, game against Medicine Hat, and we feel we've played really well against Medicine Hat this year and. Uh, Uh, right from the preseason too so um you know uh, collectively we feel that uh, if we put an effort like we we did uh yesterday we'll, we'll we'll be on a successful side here
1: matt keeler it's the coaches segment of the broncos this week podcast brought to you by original 16 thanks a bunch for doing this matt thank you
0: you're listening to broncos this week presented by original 16. The official beer of the Swift-Current Broncos.
1: Broncos This Week podcast. Our feature guest is uh, goalie Reed Dick. Uh, big congrats to you, man. It must have been uh, quite a boost to to see you in the NHL Central Scouting uh, preliminary rankings there, eh?
3: Yeah, for sure. It's, it's definitely something you want to make. But... Uh can't put too much pressure on it I mean it's still a preliminary round so lots can change from here to the end of the year
2: do you give yourself a little bit of time to enjoy it at least I mean, you see that for the first time I know you're so focused on constantly improving but at least for a moment do you kind of think well this is, this is pretty cool
3: yeah it's pretty special I mean obviously you get a few texts from your buddies that uh, when they see the news but uh, again you can't can't put too much pressure on it so
1: I imagine it was a goal of yours to be on there and something you were hoping for was uh, was there some surprise on your part to, to see your name on the list I think a little bit always it's just it's really nice to see
3: that the hard work's paying off and and people are noticing it so it was good to see
2: and to see three of your other teammates on there too and Matthew Ward uh, Josh Davies and Owen Pickering on there as well uh, to share that moment with those guys uh, you know pretty cool to see four guys in the same room get on that list
3: yeah it was really awesome to share with those guys I mean they work super hard it's super well deserved for those guys and uh, you know by the end of the year I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple more names from our team on there so
1: Got to ask you this question. When you make a highlight reel stop and somebody on Twitter or a fan or someone in conversation says that save was ridiculous, do you, do you find that funny? Is it a confidence <laughs> boost? Or is it something you never want to hear again?
3: No, I like it. I think it's uh, I think it's pretty funny. I think it's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I enjoy it.
2: And you made a number of those saves so far this year. Um, four games uh, so far for you, Reed. How are you feeling about your game so far this season? And uh, just kind of the, the expectations coming in uh, for the whole team just for you. Uh, how are you feeling in four games then?
3: Uh, i'm feeling good i feel like i'm getting uh, more comfortable each game i play um i feel like our team's headed in the right direction add more structure each night so uh I know we're on a bit of a skid here, but
1: I wouldn't be surprised if we uh, if we get out of it here soon. For someone like you, a, a 17-year-old goalie coming in, and uh, you know you were part of the hub last year at a very young age, what's it been like? You know, with Isaac Poulter, what's your relationship like with him?
3: Uh, it's been really good. I actually uh, we live in the same billet house, so I uh, <laughs> spend a lot of time with him. But no, he's been super good to me, taking me under my, his wing a bit, uh, showing me the ways of the league. Um, Working, make sure I work hard in practice. We talk about a lot of stuff, technical stuff in practice, and yeah he's been really good to me
2: and that's not just this year because it was the same thing in the hub last year too so for you coming in as a 16 year old and having a guy like that immediately must have been a big confidence boost as well
3: it is super nice you know not having the pressure uh, to play every night you know um you know you got a good, uh, good goalie partner to play with so you can work on your game and uh, make sure you're the best for when you
1: when you get in the net so it's good how's the transition been you know from where you were playing to the western hockey league um it's obviously a lot
3: faster a lot more skilled guys in this league Um, But I found a pretty smooth transition. I felt like I was ready to make the jump, so it wasn't too bad
2: well let's talk about your your draft day back then it was over two years ago now you go 45th overall uh, were you sitting there like watching it head on were you trying to distract yourself to not think about it too much i was uh i was watching it pretty intently <laughs>
3: i'll admit it uh yeah i was sitting there in, in school watching it on my phone pretty intently with my, my headphones in so
1: yeah we probably asked you this question a few years ago but we'll revisit it uh, were you expecting to go to swift current and were there lots of teams that had showed interest in you prior to draft day
3: uh there was a few teams that you know said they they wanted to draft me but I wasn't quite sure where I was going to go to be honest it was uh, it was up in the air between a few teams but super grateful I got the chance to come here.
2: Well in your experience in the hub I kind of wanted to go back to that because it was such a unique thing I mean, hopefully nobody has to go through that again because it was it was so unique but for you being a rookie in the Western Hockey League that was your introduction to the WHL so overall what was the experience like for you? I really
3: enjoyed it actually just seeing the seeing the boys every day hanging out um, in such close quarters um, getting on the ice every day um, pretty quick games, playing three, four games a week, which is really nice because you got to have a short memory and you're, you're back in the net. So I, th- I really enjoyed it.
1: I've heard people who who coach, you know, at different goaltending academies and whatnot, your position has been referred to as the most challenging position in all of sports. Uh, you know, what what do you have to say to that? I guess in general, what's it like being a goalie?
3: I'd agree. It's a pretty, pretty um, hard position to play. I mean, your mistakes get counted on a scoreboard and the players don't. So uh, but I enjoy it. I, uh, I love being the star of the show. Um, you can, if you steal a game, it feels really good um, for your team. You can steal a win. So I love the adrenaline that comes with it and uh, just the ability to win a game for your team.
2: What sorts of stuff were you doing in the off season to get ready? I mean, obviously you can go on the ice and you can do your your practices over the course of summer, but were there specific things you really wanted to work on coming into a full 68-game season?
3: Yeah, I got put on a, I got put on a mobility program, trying to get a little more flexible, open the hips up a bit. So that's something I focused on a lot. Um, and then just getting stronger, working out in the gym every day, um, and then just um, working on the simple things on the ice, getting the de- fine details uh, tuned in, so...
1: In terms of your experience here, uh, you've been working with Dave Rathjan, He's been the goalie coach for the organization for a few years now. What's it like working with him? I really like working with Dave. He's
3: he's great. He's a great mentor. Um, got a good personal connection with him. So I really like working with him. I've been uh, I've been out to his camp in Edmonton twice the last two summers. So it's, uh, it's always good working with him. I love it when he comes out.
2: We know how much of the game for goaltenders is a mental thing. Uh, how do you mentally reset when you give up a goal or stuff's just kind of not going right? How do you kind of center yourself? um i don't i just try to reset as quick as i can you know skate to the corner
3: maybe get reset um, i mean there's nothing you can do once that goal goes in you can't take it off the scoreboard so there's no point in uh, worrying about it you can look at the goal or go over video after the game and and break it down but during the game you just gotta think about it for a couple seconds and reset we are focus on the next
1: shot yeah in terms of focusing do you have any pregame rituals i mean going to western hockey league rinks if you show up early then often you can see goalies doing different things to visualize and and whatnot what about you any any pregame routine that you just have to go through every time
3: uh i definitely have a routine i wouldn't say it's uh it's all that weird but uh, you guys might think so i uh no i just like to juggle a lot before games Uh, i do a little meditation to focus uh get my focus in um sit on the bench warm up my eyes do a couple eye drills Um, other than that just get make sure the body's loose do it and uh make sure my hand eye coordination is good
2: i think one thing i've, I've noticed that is that you and i kind of have a similar warm-up i don't know if it's on the ice where you're kind of skating like along the goal and putting your hands up and down your blocker up and down like that it seems yeah. that you guys kind of do the same thing is that something that he taught you or did you teach him how did that work he thinks he taught me that but i
3: <laughs> i'm taking that to my grave that i i picked it up on my own i've been doing that since uh since midgets. so now he he likes to take credit for it but uh it's something i did on my
1: own so <laughs> so you, moments ago you talked about eye drills so what is an eye drill look like
3: uh, just like picking objects and moving back and forth as fast as you can between those um eyes are muscles too and they're they're pretty important when you're a goalie and you're getting got a split second to react. So making sure those muscles are loose um, and just help you react to pucks and stuff like that.
2: And it helps you track pucks, of course. Now for you, you're, you're a big guy. You're six four. Do you find it easier to try and look over guys standing in front of you, or do you try and look around them either way to make sure you're tracking the puck as best you can?
3: Uh, that depends on situation. Different situations call for uh, different measures. But for the most part, I try to, try to look over top, because I feel like that's the easiest to maintain sight lines with the puck. Um, and that's the most important part is seeing the release if you could, if you don't see the release it's really hard to make the save
1: so uh, we asked you this question just after you got drafted uh, we do it with all the bantam picks but i'm going to ask you again a few years later and for fans who are new to the organization if you were to compare yourself this, this is the classic who do you compare yourself <laughs> to uh w- which nhl goalie would you say reed dick is most like
3: um well he's not in the nhl anymore but he, he's pretty freshly out so i'll go with uh pekka Rene uh he's a big frame takes up a lot of net which is something i got going for me um he's got really good hands holds them out in front takes away vertical angle really well so that's something that i try to do and then uh he loves moving the puck he's a good puck player sets up a lot of good good plays for his d-man makes it easy on his d-man which is something i try to do every night so i'd say i'd say that's what i try to play like
2: and when you say something like that it makes me it makes me think when you're watching an nhl game are you like looking for things like that or are you just trying to like relax and actually enjoy the game
3: i like to watch the goalies see what they're doing see if i'm missing anything um try to see what their techniques are and stuff like that to see if i can um, add something like that to my game 17 year old goalie what are you hoping to accomplish this year i'm just hoping to make playoffs with the team you know uh, we got a we we group that can definitely do it this year. Um, we just got to buy in a little more here, but we'll find it. I'm not, not worried about it. So hopefully just win as many games as I can for my team and then make playoffs and see where it goes from there.
2: And just lastly, you know, you said earlier that you feel the team's going to get off this slide here quickly. The team's confident and, you know, it's not fun losing one game, let alone as many as the team has. So how do you not let it kind of take over and let that frustration sink in night in and night out?
3: I mean, there's, we can't do anything about those games anymore. They're in the past. Can't worry about the past. You, you can only worry about the future. And, the, and what's coming up so we just got to take a winning mentality into each game um, and expect to win play to win um, and we've we've had one goal leads one in the third period in quite a few games so we just gotta tune it in a bit get the fine details tuned in and then uh, I mean, it should be good, Should results will come.
1: We're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. You guys have a game in Saskatoon tomorrow night. And then after that, it's a lot of games here at the Innovation Credit Union Iplex. Big homestand coming up. Guys looking forward to it?
3: I think so, yeah. Very excited. We love the fans here. Great support. So uh, it's always nice playing at home.
2: Well, and speaking of fans, playing in the Hub last year, there was no fans, obviously. Um, How much did you notice that as a goalie? Are you focused enough in the game that it doesn't bother you? Or did you really notice how quiet it was in there?
3: Um... During the HOB, I was, you know, you don't notice it too much because that's what you're used to, um, but home opener for sure. I mean, I wasn't playing, but you could definitely hear the fans, and when I, when I got a home game in, um, it was great. I mean, you try not to focus on it, but you make a big save and hear the crowd, the cowbells going, um, <laughs> makes you feel good, gives you a little extra
1: confidence, so it was good. Right on. Well, Reed, we graciously, greatly appreciate you coming down to this end of the rink and joining us, and, uh, you know, best of luck on the big homestand coming up, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original Sixteen. The official beer of the Swift Current
1: Broncos. A big thanks to Reed Dick and Swift Current Bronco assistant coach Matt Keeler for joining us on the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you by Original 16. Ryan Schweitzer, Craig Boschman, getting ready to wrap things up here from the media wing of the Innovation Credit Union Iplex. Big weekend coming up, the uh, first two games of a six-game homestand. November's going to be a fun month with hockey at the Iplex every Friday and Saturday.
2: Yeah, Friday and Saturday for the next three weeks, like you said, uh, medicine at Lethbridge, Calgary, Prince, Albert, Winnipeg, and Saskatoon. And then even the following Friday, the last Friday of the month, uh, the Broncos are home to uh, Moose Shaw so seven home games uh, in the month of November here a nice stretch for the Broncos to stay off the bus for a little while here and get a chance to practice every week at home and not have to worry about traveling for the next little while so uh, you hope they're able to use that to their advantage and as you mentioned it all starts this Friday with uh, Medicine Hat here in town
1: Yeah and Medicine Hat you know it's a team that uh, Swift Current has played quite well as Matt Keeler alluded to earlier
2: Yeah picked up the season opening uh, sweep that weekend and then uh, played really well a couple weeks ago in Medicine Hat and unfortunately had that 5-4 5-4 overtime loss but um, a team that like you said they have played well against so far this year and uh, hopefully they're able to shut down Lucas Vakovsky because he's kind of a one-man wrecking crew out there as he seems to drag that medicine hat teams to win wins all by himself so a uh, tall task in trying to shut him down but uh, Broncos have played the Tigers well so far this season and hopefully that continues tomorrow night
1: and a fun one tomorrow night as well uh, we touched on it earlier it's a promotion that's literally like almost two years in the making with the junior jersey night
2: yeah just such a unique opportunity for the Broncos to wear a jersey designed by, um, you know, at the time, an elementary school student who is now a high school student <laughs> because it took so long to, to get it underway. But um, yeah, and they're going to be auctioned off in the lobby. Part of the proceeds go towards Weimar School as well. So great cause all around, uh, an opportunity to own some very unique pieces of Broncos game worn memorabilia. And uh, should be a fun night here at, uh, at the IPLEX on Friday.
1: We'll close things on kind of a fun police note. Just a reminder for everyone coming to the game mask mandates are still in effect and uh, do be respectful of the rules. All right, that'll do it for another edition of the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you by Original 16. You've been listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16.